Welcome to the 100 Game Theory. Now, in this episode of the Pro Journey Podcast, I wanted to discuss with you a theory that myself and a couple other people have established in regards to developing higher potential level players. And that theory is pretty self-given with the title. And it goes something like this. You need to have 100 games under your belt to have the real development potential. And what I mean by real development potential is that you'll actually see high-level play. Okay? Now, there's a couple presets to that. And I want to continue to clarify because I don't want to overload you too quickly with information. But you need to start kind of getting the point. So here's the first one, right? So I said 100 games. Now, a lot of people think that 100 games means you can go play GCF Division 3 or Division 4, play recreational, and those count as games. Now, yeah, they do count as games, but it's not just games. There's a trick with this. It's high-level games. So what does it now mean, high-level games? Well, a high-level game means you're playing above your ability. Okay, so for example, if you play at GCF Division 2 and you can go out there and hang and do okay, that's not a high-level game because it's not above your level. But if you go to Division 1 and play, that's above your level because when you play Division 1, you're probably going to lose. So the key to this is 100 high-quality games. So if you're a, if you're a Division 1 player, high-quality would be like ECNL or MLS. That's above where you can play at now, or I should say where you're playing at now. And what usually happens is when you play above your level again is you're going to lose. So we've done this test over the last couple of years, and we've seen tremendous growth with some players. And they followed this model of 100 games. Now, the players that have gone through 100 high-quality games, 100 high-quality games, they have taken their game to a completely another level right now this includes a goalkeeper this includes defenders this includes midfielders this includes forwards now these might be players that are still in my program or in the high soccer prospects program or maybe that have moved on to a different program whatever the circumstances right the only reason why they're able to move on to another program is because of the experience that they're getting playing high level games Now, please understand, when I'm talking about high-level games, we're losing at least 50%. 50% of the time, we're losing because we're not playing our level. We're playing above our level. Now, that's a hard thing for people to understand. And I'm going to give you the best scenario that I can to help you kind of like to bridge that, to, to make that connection. And here it is. When I played in the Futsal World Cup with the United States, we played against Spain or specifically Catalonia. And in that game, we lost 11-0. But never in my life, up until that point, have I played against somebody that well, I was like, shit, they're that much better than me. right? But in that game, that other team was that much better than me and my teammates that my head was spinning. I'm going to say that again. My head was spinning. The ball and the opposition moved that much faster than what I could play at that my head was spinning. 
Like I felt disoriented. I felt out of control. I felt like I was going to fall over because the ball would move quicker than what I could deal with. That's above my level. That was the first time that I had been in a game and I was like, holy shit, pardon my French, but holy shit, this is above my level. The ball in the game is moving faster than what I can play at and my head is spinning from it. So this is not some joke of a thing. This really makes a difference in player development. When you play at a level above what you concurrently play at, that's where you're going to grow the most. That's why this theory of 100 games is coming to play and we've seen fruition of it. And I should say success of it. Because when you're playing all these types of games and you're getting your ass kicked, really I should ask you first, where do you think you develop? Where you go out and win like 8-0 or you're barely sweating? Or do you think you get better when you play somebody that's better than you? Where do you think you get better? And I hope the resounding answer to that is, well, shit, I'm getting better when I play somebody better than me. Now, listen, I understand because it's hard on our egos. You know, even me as a coach where I go, shit, we lost today. Shit, 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 shit. Right, we lost. But then I'm like, wait a second, for the players, it's better. When you lose, you can learn so much more. Than when you win. Because when you win, everybody's happy. They go, oh, we won today. Oh, we won. It's great. I don't care how we played. We won. How many times I've heard that? Oh, I don't care how we played. We won. Yeah, but we're talking about kids. The the way they play is the more important thing here than just winning. No, 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 no. It's more important is getting the W. Da, 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 da. No. If we're talking about developing high-level players, the most important thing is the growth of the kids. And growth happens when you lose. Because then you have a choice to make. Do you accept the loss? Or try and do something about it next time. What can you improve on so you don't lose again? There's a whole bunch of facets that go into that. That you don't think about when you win. But that's a separate topic, okay? So, back to the 100 game theory. And, really, the success of it has been tremendous. There have been kids in our program that have come through this. And they started at low level. I mean, they couldn't dribble. They couldn't juggle. And we put them in the fire. Continued to work with them over the course of four years. And now we're watching them and they're some of the most talented players in the area. And it's all because of this game theory. Now obviously the training and everything was at a certain level. But the theory of the games is so important. Because when you're getting your ass kicked. Okay, when you're getting your ass kicked. You have a choice. Do you accept the ass kicking and say, I quit. Never am I going to do that again. Or are you going to say, you know what, I'm not going to let this happen again. What do I need to do to get better? And the 100 game theory makes a huge difference. And it's funny too, because we've had players come to us, you know, at year three or year four even, and they're coming from another program. And we can see as a coaching staff, the difference in levels between the players. And you're going, and I'm going, holy shit, look at this. You can see the difference of a kid who's been through this of four years of getting over now 120 games of high level versus a player that just came to us this year who, this is an example, this isn't real by the way, but I'm, I'm trying to show you something, is if a player comes to you this year that came from, say, a Division two level, and now they're playing MLS level, ECNL level, and they're going, well, shit, this is a big difference, right? As a coach, we can see that. You as a parent... 
maybe can't because you didn't have the last three years going through tough scenarios. Holy shit, this is above my kid's level. No, 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 no. Most people don't see it that way. They go, oh, it should have been this. Oh, it's coach's fault. Oh, it's this. Instead of saying, can my kid really hang at this level? Mm, Keep throwing him in the fire. No, most people don't look at it that way. They go, eh, not for me. It doesn't work for my kid. But seriously, the 100-game theory is absolutely ridiculous. Because remember, it's not just about the number of games, which is important. Yes, 100 games. But it's about the quality. So my recommendation is you play a level above what you're currently playing at. So if you play Division 2, you want to be playing at least Division 1 competition. That's how you get your quality games. If you play at an ECNL level to get even higher quality, you want to go play the MLS. Right? You can kind of see how this kind of continues to es- you know, escalate, step up. Right? Th- those keys are all there for you. And it's just, again, playing better competition. Now, please remember, when you play better competition, you're probably going to lose. Now, let's give you pro scenarios of this. If you are, for example, Leeds, Leeds United, and you play in the Premier League, and you just got promoted from the championship, right? Division 2 of the, of the English tier, right? They're not going to be as successful in Tier 1 in the Premier League than, than they were in Tier 2. Why? Because they're playing stronger competition significantly, right? Or if they, you know, for example, get into the Champions League and they've never been in the Champions League, that's a rise above. They're going to lose more games than they're going to win just from experience. So the game experience that you develop through these courses of 100 games is crazy. But understand that, dude, this shit is not easy. It's hard. The number of times we've come out of games going, holy shit, we lost again. Holy shit, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. But guess what? Now we're seeing the fruit of the loin. These players are developing. They're starting to show real talent, real hunger, real desire. Hell, a lot of them are even going to go play against adults in the NSL and the adult league at 14 or 15 years old. We're putting kids to play against adults. They couldn't do that shit if they didn't have these 100 games. They wouldn't be able to hang at this type of level. Now we're talking about putting them with adults. Are you freaking kidding me? And now they're going to be able to do it at 14, 15 years old? I didn't say they're going to win, by the way. But we're pushing them up again. We're pushing them up again. So instead of just playing the top teams in around their age group, they're now playing freaking adults. Do you think that's going to be easy? Hell, they're probably not going to win a lot. But guess what? They're getting that experience under their belt. With that experience, maybe something can transpire to help them develop. Ah, right there. You didn't think about it that way, huh? It's not always the short-term game. It's about the long-term, if there's a goal in play. And this is where the 100-game theory comes into full swing. Develop better players Put them against better competition. You're going to lose more often than win. But when you win, you're going to feel super satisfied. And I'll give you an example. We played a team from Miami. Top 30 or something in the state. Dude, this team was filthy, by the way. Filthy. And our boys came out and won 2-1. to one. Where a year ago, a year and a half ago, two years ago, three years ago, we would have got slaughtered. But we all took a step back, even the, even the parents, and said, holy shit, look at this. 
We're playing this team and and we won. Holy shit. But guess what? That wouldn't happen without the 100-game theory. And remember, high-quality games. Hey, guys. I absolutely love that you're checking out and listening to the podcast. And I only have one ask quickly, and that would be if you could please share this podcast with somebody else that you maybe know that is going through the system or struggling to navigate it from the youth soccer perspective. And that would mean the absolute world to me because, as you know, I don't sell anything through the podcast and I don't have any sponsorships. And the more people that I can help, that is my overall objective. So I would absolutely love if you could share this with somebody. Take the five seconds to do so by sending it through social media or WhatsApp or whatever way that you like to share content. And I will make sure that I continue to deliver valuable and insightful content for you.